Often we hear in the Gospels about the ruling classes of the Jews, the scribes and the Pharisees. Both groups were interpreters and teachers of the Torah, that is, the law of Moses. They interpreted the law vis-a-vis the moral, the ethic, the religious, familial, and daily lives of the people. The Pharisees believed in angels, spirits, and demons, the afterlife, reward or punishment after death merited by their deeds and conduct of life on earth. The Sadducees believed none of this, nor in the resurrection of the body or the resurrection of the dead. The Pharisees believed in the resurrection, that the dead would rise from their graves and live again. They believed in the immortality of the soul, and they embraced a future a restoration of God's original design for the world, as spoken about in Torah, especially through the accounts of creation in Genesis chapters 1 and 2. The belief of the Pharisees in the resurrection from the dead is firmly founded and grounded in the sacred scripture, in the prophets Isaiah, Daniel, and Ezekiel. Isaiah speaks about the dead who shall live and their corpses will rise. Daniel speaks of the many who sleep in the dust of the earth who shall awake. And Ezekiel has that image of the dry bones in the the field and the vision of how the dead are to be raised up. There are also two other texts from the Old Testament, both from the second book of Maccabees, both, by the way, which are options for a funeral mass or for mass on All Souls Day. The first is from the seventh chapter of the second book of Maccabees. This, if you remember, is the venerable story of the faithful Jewish mother who, in one single day, witnessed the brutal martyrdom of her seven sons before she herself was put to death rather than apostatize, forsaking the God of Israel. And in chapter 12, excuse me, in verse, no, chapter 12 of 2 Maccabees, we read of Judas Maccabeus who buried his dead soldiers and provided for an expiatory sacrifice in Jerusalem to be offered for the dead soldiers, that they be set free, cleansed, and purified of their sins, because he was expecting the fallen to rise again. The scene is now set. In the Gospel, we hear the very first words, Jesus said to the Pharisees, those who believed in the resurrection of the dead. Jesus gives a teaching on the resurrection which can serve as a prefigurement or an anticipation of the raising of Lazarus from the dead 
which we will meet in John chapter 11, when Jesus declares, I am the resurrection and life. Whoever believes in me, though he should die, will come to life. And whoever is alive and believes in me will never die. In today's gospel from St. Luke, Jesus speaks of the poor Lazarus who longed but to eat the scraps that fell from the lavish, sumptuous table of the rich man, and how even the dogs would come and lick his sores. The poor man, Lazarus, died and was carried to the bosom of Abraham, where he was comforted. The rich, unnamed man also died and was buried, and from the netherworld was in torment and suffering in the midst of the flames. Note that Abraham, Lazarus, and the rich man are alive after they have died. You can hear overtones from last Sunday's gospel in this story concerning the right and proper use of the world's goods, which the rich man, choosing to serve mammon, money, wealth, possessions himself, anything or anyone other than God and what God would have us do. But back to today's gospel story. The rich man asks that someone be sent to his brothers that they might not end up in that place of torment, suffering, flames, and death together with him. Abraham tells him that they have Moses and the prophets. Let them listen to them. This is not the only pairing of Moses and the prophets in the scripture. We met them in the gospel on August the 6th for the Feast of the Transfiguration of the Lord and also on the second Sunday of Lent. The synoptic gospels tell us that six days after the first prediction of Christ's passion and death and his teaching to the disciples on the cross, Jesus is transfigured high atop the mountain in the company of Peter, James, and John, while suddenly Moses and Elijah appear, both in conversation with Jesus. Moses, the lawgiver, the giver of Torah, and the prophet Elijah, representing both the law and the prophets, as well as the completeness of both law and prophets, indicate the, that the purpose of both law and prophets was to prepare for the coming of Christ Jesus. The glory of Jesus will overcome his death, as well as the death of his disciples. The passion of Christ leads to the glory of the resurrection, as the preface for the second Sunday of Lent so boldly and eloquently proclaims. But again, back to today's gospel story. When Abraham says 
They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. Let them listen to them. The dead rich man bursts out with, Oh no, Father Abraham, but if only someone from the dead goes to them, then they will repent. The rich man seems to understand that the law and prophets call one to repentance, to turn from sin, to turn toward God, to turn from whatever separates from God and neighbor, to live a new life following God's laws, commandments, ordinances, and decrees, and to manifest outwardly a true and lasting change of heart. Abraham, we are told in the story this day, responds, if they will not listen to Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded or convinced, even if someone should rise from the dead. Even if someone should rise from the dead, a clear foreshadowing of Christ's resurrection from the dead. And in Christ, we have such a one, one who rose from the dead. The witness of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and the creed of our church testify to this. Jesus is revealed to us as the resurrection and the life. We have the law, we have the prophets, we have the covenant of old, all prefiguring Christ, speaking of Jesus, reflecting him, and brought to completion in Christ. Christ, who has given us his body and his blood of the new and eternal covenant, poured out for us and for the many for the forgiveness of our sins. May we hear clearly the call to repentance. May we hear unabashedly the invitation to discipleship, to the following of Christ, and to the loving embrace of the cross. May the Holy Eucharist this day strengthen us and bring to completion the good work which God has begun in us in Jesus who is the resurrection and the life.